Skype. Hello, hello hey. everyone. Hey Olga, how are you? I'm very good, I mean, thank you so much for having me. And hey everyone, uh, I hope you will find our session useful, interesting and fun. <laughs> Absolutely, they have to. Uh, it's Olga Barrett with me. All right, so let me let me first start off. You know, career transformation could be very challenging, especially during these times, right? And having someone who can guide you is a blessing. And with that, let me now introduce my lovely guest, Olga. Olga has 20 plus years of experience in HR management, recruitment, and talent acquisition and career coaching. Olga worked across Eastern, Western Europe, US, and Australia. That's like global. We should just term it as global. Uh, <laughs> Olga, she helps people get the dream jobs they want and build successful careers they deserve to have. Her mission is to help build transparent and manageable career strategy frameworks that bring you from uncertainty and frustration to financial stability and a job with an impact and career with a meaning. She believes that everyone deserves to be heard, seen, and hired. That's amazing, <laughs> amazing. And before I give the mic to her, let me share two things. I met Olga many months back and I went on LinkedIn live video for the first time with she, where she interviewed me. And, you know, she is the one, if you go to my LinkedIn profile, all the changes that are made, everything that you see is done by her. And I must say that I've got lots of compliments where people told me that I have an impressive profile. Uh, I'm yet to land in Australia. So that's one of the constraints that I have. And the day I'm going to land, we are going to go out for a lovely dinner. That's for sure. <laughs> that's a <date. laughs> yep, Absolutely. All right. Today, today, Olga shares her major transformation that happened to her. In particular, changing countries. Uh, I, I can only imagine that. And <clears throat> sorry, leaving the corporate environment and becoming a full-time entrepreneur so with that let me welcome olga once again hi olga hi amit thank you so much for having me and i'm so excited to be here and uh yes the story i wanted to share uh with you would be about how to make sure that the wind of change brings you into the right direction and you don't get the head cold on the way yeah. So uh, as Amit said, um, I work helping uh, with people, helping them with their career transformation. And yes, I did uh, pick this area because like many of our listeners, I went through a number of career transformations over the years and some were easier than others and some were not that easy at all. So yes, I moved countries six times. I went from maternity leave into a high-profile role, and I went through all the circles of hell, of parental guilt and self-doubt. Um, I had to reinvent myself on a new market, in a market where nobody knew me. Yeah, And uh, I had to start again uh, as an individual contributor and subject matter expert and get to the point 
when I decided to leave a uh, well-paid but very transactional job uh, to become a full-time entrepreneur. And let me tell you, uh, it didn't happen overnight. It actually took me six years to complete this transition and figure out what I really want to do with my life. Okay, so story time. When I moved to Australia in 2013, I felt very high and very low at the same time. I was high on my back then recent super important role as a global chat director in a award-winning company, computer gaming, that grew from 200 people to 3,000 in two years, and I was uh, actually managing the global transformation project. And I was feeling very low because the year before, I literally didn't have a chance to be a mother I wanted to be. So our son, Alex, was two years old uh, by the time we moved to Australia. And the year before that we spent in Cyprus, I was uh, traveled every second week. I was just too exhausted to do anything. So it was, let's be honest, a very dangerous combination. So from one side, I could talk about performance management transformation programs for hours, uh, how I moved and got all these buy-ins and million-dollar budgets, uh, etc., etc. From the other, I didn't feel too good about myself. And how did it influence my career transformation journey? It did a lot, by a lot. So confusion, desire to prove myself, longing to be with my family and still remain a high achiever, that uh, what I was yeah, before the move. And I wish um, I knew the things that I know now and coach my clients who go through career transformation. I wish I knew the things back then. So, and now seven years later, as I worked in different businesses across Australia and I have, let's be honest, thousands, thousands of people to get the jobs they want and build the careers they deserve to have, you know, careers, by design, strategic approach to career building. And uh, here I am now. And as you complete your career transformation, depending on how many things uh, are to be changed, this transformation can be easier or more difficult. Yeah. So um, let's talk about uh, this, um, I would call it career change compass. Yeah. So when you're changing uh, your industry or your role or company or the type of company or also country, you need to be aware of certain things. And as I said, this um, transformation might be easier or more difficult depending on how many things you're changing. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into the most difficult part the most difficult part is when you when you transit or when you transform your uh, career in a new country no one knows you things are different nobody taps you on the shoulder and offers you a new role because you're known for something and here uh well i would say at least 12 points that i would like to make today and for anyone who is thinking of uh moving countries uh tackling different industry or a different role, uh, I believe this advice might be helpful. So, first of all, your mindset is everything. So you have to take special care of your mental health and mental health of 
the uh, members of your family. Yeah, this is the most important part because everything is here. People sometimes um, tend to focus a little bit too much on tools when they change careers. I mean, 70% of my potential clients come to me and say, I need a resume. Yeah, I, 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 couldn't, uh, I couldn't pass the interview, but I need a resume. Yeah, or I have no idea what kind of role I want, but I need a resume. Yeah, so resume is not everything. You need to take the whole journey in and look at it in a very kind of holistic way, yeah, and think about it strategically. And when we talk about strategy and the mindset, we need to decide for ourselves what you can control and what you cannot control. And I think Amit is a great example of the person who concentrated on the things he could control during COVID and during all these uncertainties, you know, visa uh, in the pocket, plane ticket, you know. <laughs> How many times did you change your plane ticket, Amit? Three. Three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, instead of burning his calories about the things that Amit couldn't control, Amit concentrated on strategy, yeah? on entering the market when nobody knew Amit, I don't know, two years ago. Now he is a voice, he is a face, he is someone who is known on Australian market. And what does it mean? It means that Amit uh, focus on the things that he can control. So what we can control is mindset, yeah? Uh, when you see a role, when you see organization, when you see decision maker, you, you, you're already kind of making your mind up and you know that, yeah, I'm going to go and get it. Or you think, oh, okay, I just apply just, just in case. Because maybe maybe, maybe, maybe that will, will work. Yeah. So mindset is everything. We can control how we communicate and what are the channels that we're choosing and what is the tone we are choosing. Yeah. And that's very important when you come to a new country. You know, so many people, and that's, uh, it will be a certain point, but I want to mention it now. So many people... Don't realize they don't read the room. They don't. They don't realize that uh, approaches, tools, actions that worked in one environment wouldn't work in a different environment. Yeah, and that's actually important. So we can control the how we communicate. We can control the quality of information that we provide. Yeah, the tone, the language. Uh, we need to dig into the culture of the country, new, your new country, and understand how it's working. Uh, very uh, brief example. Australia is an egalitarian country, yeah, which means that we don't have hierarchy, we don't have classes, we don't have, like, like everybody is equal. Yeah? Sometimes people who come from countries where, uh, you know, they are more kind of, you know, more distinguishing between people with different income, uh, and they're not quite sure what is the temperature of the relationships with the, the new business acquaintances. They think, oh, the formal language is going to be the safe option. But they forget that Australia is a country that is built by immigrants, which means that we have very low context communication. Yeah, We actually write what we say and what we would say to someone at the barbecue party. 
yeah and if you don't say warm regards to anyone at the party <laughs> don't write it to recruiters don't say it to hiring managers yeah don't write cover letters starting with uh, in the, my humble uh, attempt to extend my regards to, 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 to you know very formal pompous language no it doesn't work this way yeah so you have to mm -hmm. understand the channels and the tone of communication the depths of research that we do you need to understand the industry you need to understand who are the major players and what do these major players promise to their customers because that's where you get in companies are selling something but selling is serving yeah so when companies are serving their clients they, they solve the problem there are lots of assets now <laughs> uh, they solve the problems uh, so you need to approach uh, your communication the way you you actually build your communication with potential employers from this point of view how you're gonna solve the problems yeah that's the pivotal point everything in the job search is very company problem centric right, so right. these are the things we need to remember and of course planning tracking you need to be very particular and meticulous at what you do track everything and focus on organizations and decision makers not job roles a bit, uh, uh, i'm going to be making pauses if you if you come up with some questions yeah, i'll be happy I, to, to, to. Mm -hmm. sure sure so no no i was just gonna say you you just said such wonderful things one of the things you just mentioned was like company is serving some customer and we and the person who needs the job should be the person who can solve those problems as well you know think it in that yeah. way it's such a such a profound thought you know and that's why uh I, and i'm also going to read some comments here and just for my audience to let you know uh olga puts a lot of short videos uh and i used to make sure to listen to it every single day as i call them as golden nugget so what oh, she shared you. right now was one of those golden nuggets you know so it, it's really and let me share some comments olga it's really wonderful to see people so vandana is here she is uh, very happy and she also agrees with the mindset part and that's her last comment ah that's uh, very nice was, thank you so much yeah. <laughs> excellent okay so uh uh thanks everyone and uh but guess what i'm going to continue <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah please do right okay so planning and tracking is important and um what's even more important is that you um buy the uh piece you can chew and swallow yeah so when uh, so people people approach job search and career transformation in two different ways the first one is reactive approach there is a job I tell them I see a little bit, I send it, I hear nothing back. Then I do it again and again and again and again and again. And every time I do it and every time I realize that there's nobody is actually, nobody's reading, nobody's listening, I, I hear nothing. It's like it all goes in the black hole, you know. My self-esteem comes down, 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 down. And I'm thinking, okay, maybe this job that I hate is not too bad. 
uh, I'm paying my bills, you know, some people, it could be worse, you know, like uh, it's COVID times, et cetera, et cetera. That's not the attitude we want. When you, I don't know, build a house, you don't tell designers or builders, oh, build whatever you want, you know, it's just like, you know, I just pay you money, you know. No, you want your house to be the way you want. So why to let other people build your career? There's no, there's no viable reason to do that, you know. So uh, when I talk about focusing on industries and organizations, I want to talk about the criteria you need to establish for yourself why I want to work in these particular companies. And when I say criteria, industry, scale, product, um, scale of innovations or scale of operations, their values, yeah? Do they uh, say diversity and inclusion just because everybody needs to say diversity and inclusion or their uh, board of directors is full of females or people with diverse cultural background or open LGBTQA, you know? Do they walk they talk, yeah? So, uh, and when you establish this list of companies, you start your manageable framework, yeah? It means that you can manage, you can... Uh, basically count, you can measure, and what you can measure, you can manage. So that's the proactive approach. And that's what I uh, encourage you to, uh, to actually to do. Uh, things that we cannot control. We cannot control the hiring process in the company. Uh, as a recruiter and talent acquisition and blah, 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 person who knows all these things happening behind the curtains, I'm going to tell you there are at least 32 reasons why companies might not get back to you and it has nothing to do with you. Yeah, The budget constraints, the headquarters changed their mind, the hiring manager wanted uh, someone internal, the, um, the hiring manager got headhunted, the recruiter got on sick leave, the recruiter got fired, somebody applied for promotion, etc. So 32 you know, has nothing to do with you. So you need to be kind to yourself and make sure that yeah, I've done everything that I could on my side and let it go. Yeah, sometimes it's just not in your control. Uh, somebody's biases. And that's a very important thing. Actually, uh, uh, I have a bit of like, uh, I run the cultural awareness training where I talk about 50 unconscious biases in recruitment. And you might not be in the position to tell the recruiter during an interview that, they're actually, the behavior is a bit jerky and most probably they're biased against you, but you can recognize it. And you certainly can recognize it at the, at the workplace and put your foot down and make the person aware that it's not okay. Yeah, so this is important knowledge. What else you cannot uh, control? Yeah, you cannot control what's the hiring process in a company. It can be uh, five stages of interview or 10 stages or whatever. You know, you can't say that, that, no, I, 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 like, I'm not gonna do it. I mean, like, it's, it's, it's in your, uh, yeah, it's up to you whether you want to proceed with the company who, uh, doing stuff like that, but you cannot change it really. So, just let it go. Now, um, when we change stuff, whether it's career transformation or moving countries or just doing something different, I uh, would highly advise you to apply change management framework to whatever you do. It means that you have a plan, you have success metrics, 
you understand what success looks like and feels like. You get all the support and resources that you could. Uh, they call it get the sponsor, yeah, in the, in the corporate world, yeah. So you get buy-in from your family, from your friends, from, you know, I need help, I need time, I need money, I need resources, help me, yeah. And celebrate small wins. When it comes to the job search, small wins is recruit a look at my LinkedIn profile, yay. Somebody replied to me, yay, I'm getting an interview with the hiring manager, hoo-hoo, champagne, I mean, like... <laughs> Uh, so success is not just uh, getting a job. Yeah, it's sometimes just being noticed and getting some feedback, getting some interaction. You know what's happening. Now the next bit, um, and that's the so one. And I'm gonna be very passionate about it. So you know, sit tight. <laughs> I work with families who are moving from different countries quite a lot. And guess what? Uh, I think that uh, I was doing my statistics and it's around 70% of customers are male. Yeah. And uh, male men or people who identify themselves as male, they get more support and more expensive packages and more services just by default. You know, the family moves to your country, Woman goes and just sits with the kid, you know, with, with kids, uh, uh, four walls. She might not be able to drive. She might not be very fluent in English. And what happens? Men get all the support. They get they get a job. They start adapting to a new environment. You know, everything's happening wonderfully for them. What's happened to their wives? They sit at home, actually fully, fully dependent, going crazy with kids. And kids going to school or kindergarten, actually kids are adapting better than their mothers. And then these women, after a few years of, let's be honest, being quite miserable, they finally come to me and say, I, I need a job. My self-esteem is just, you know, nowhere to be seen. I struggle. I don't know what to do. And we discuss how we can help them. And then they go back to their husbands and husbands say, no, no, just keep sending CVs. Yeah. So when you see somebody sinking in the water, you know, and they are begging you, give me a li life boy, you know, life saving circle. Yeah. You don't tell them, no, swim a little bit more, you know, <laughs> maybe, you know, like maybe we'll, you will get out at some point. So please, please, I, I beg you, when you think of uh, allocating resources in the family, yeah, so there is certain sum of money for training for career coaching services, you know, share it equally, yeah? Because unhappy mother, you know, happy wife, happy life, unhappy wife, first of all, unhappy kids, you know? And uh, let's be fair and let's take care of ourselves and our partners as well. <laughs> now... Um, Sorry, I was on mute. No, I was just saying so true. I mean, it is uh, a family is all the folks inside, you know, that's what the family is. And uh, 
be it a man or a woman or a child you know everyone deserves their own place and everyone deserves their own respect and recognition and i agree that if if the female is not that happy and you know uh, in a way uh, then yeah it's going to impact the children and eventually the family as absolutely well. so absolutely so many people um uh, unfortunately so many families and couples uh divorce after moving countries because they it's it's a uh, it's a big pressure it's a big pressure on relationships and you have to be kind to yourself and you have to be kind to your partner yeah so that's that's important now let's talk about uh personal brand uh, i'm sure you heard a lot about personal brand and some people say oh personal brand here we go all these millennials all now it's like all tiktok like you know look at me look at me look uh the world has changed and it's not about uh, fakers and posers and exposing ourselves and doing all the stuff. No, it's about geek economy. Geek economy has changed relationships between employees and employers. Big deal. So it's not just enough to be good at what you do. You need to be able to accentuate it and promote yourself. And I'll tell you why. Uh, uh, I can't really tell you the percentage of the workforce in Australia that work as contractors. But I bet it's a lot of people, yeah? Which means that the contractor is someone who gets, I don't know, $1,000 per day, you know, for three months with one gig. And then, uh, of course, ideally, they want another gig, which will be $1,300 for the next six months. And then, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So what they need to do, they need these gigs to be lined up. And how they do it? Or oh, they network the hell out of it, you know? They know all the companies, they, need, they know all the recruiters, they know all hiring managers, you know. They have them all on the speed dial. And how they promote themselves, they do lots of personal branding on, on LinkedIn, you know. They have the voice, they have the opinion, they have engagement, they position themselves as experts. And here comes our permanent employee who doesn't want, oh, no, 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 no. It's, it's also fake, it's also, also horrible. It's very salesy, people say. Uh, people tend to disapprove something they are not good at, you know? And I deal with lots of people who, like, in my, in my industry, construction, for example, it's so, it's so, you know, it's, it's not all your, like, you know, blah, blah, fluff, you know, it's, you know, it's very conservative. But guess what? There are contractors in construction and there are people who position themselves as experts, you know, and that's what you need to do. You know, you can't sit under the rock and uh, hope that someone would find you. You know, nobody's looking. Nobody is looking. You know, you need to bring yourself out. And um, contrary to popular belief, it's not so difficult. Uh, very, very kind of short um suggestion you need to understand who are the decision makers in your industry recruiters working in agencies this one category next category recruiters who are working in the companies that you want potential hiring managers that are working in the companies you want and peers people who work in similar to your roles in the companies you want and guess what all these four groups of people you need to identify them you need to make four folders, put them in your favorites, and every second day, open them on LinkedIn and see what they're doing. And engage, 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 engage. 
why people are doing stuff that they're, they're doing, what they're doing, they're, they're promoting themselves. They're building their personal brand, which means that what they want, they want support. Give them support. Recruiters posting some job about that has nothing to do with you. Who shares this job? Yeah. Hiring manager expressing opinion about new or uh, innovative technology. Support it. Share it. Comment on it. You know, UP is doing something similar. Go all go to town. You know, so that's how you make uh, this cold, cold context warmer. And they start recognizing you. And familiarity brings trust. And trust brings sales. Yeah, that's how we position ourselves. So valuable shares, industry news, uh, 10 bad things about Agile, three worst things about Waterfall. <laughs> Uh, five years ago, I was this, and now is that. Here's, I want to reveal this process. I can give you 87 topics on uh, what to write on LinkedIn without, you know, uh, burning midnight oil. You know, you don't have to be very, very profound. It's not, many people make this mistake. It's like, oh my God, LinkedIn, they're all so cool and professional. I need, I, oh, if I write something, most probably this will come and they will criticize and say, I know nothing. And I will expose myself. English is not my uh, native language. I'll make mistakes. Uh, they will laugh at me. You know, all the irrational fears. The fact is that um, people don't care generally. Yeah? They are not there to uh, destroy your brand. They're there to promote their own brand. Yeah? And criticizing something doesn't really, you know, add up well with promoting their brand, let's be honest. So don't be afraid. Um, Many people think that, oh, my God, I need to come up with something really profound. And they write an article for two months. And then they rewrite it for another month. And then they proofread it. And then they finally, you know, the, uh, the, the, the rocket went off. You know, and, and, and they get zero engagement. And they're like, oh, your LinkedIn sucks. It doesn't work. I'm out. You know, it, it didn't help me. Now, LinkedIn works, but you don't have to, uh, you know, kind of <laughs> throw the whole casserole of soup <laughs> of your knowledge on people. Yeah, Just little snippets, little snippets, little nuggets, you know, here and there. But little bit, teaspoon, but regularly. And remember, yeah. hashtags is uh, your way for people who are interested in what you're interested in to connect with you. It's like... If there are two applications talking between each other, there is like unique, like identifying code between, you know, some uh, entries, yeah, two entities. Yeah, that's what hashtag is actually. Yeah, so uh, gig economy, get out and about, let people see your face, you know, because that's how you get familiar to them. And that's how um, uh, it actually builds trust. Right, now, um, what else? Um, wow. Of course. Build relations, yeah. It's very important to build relations. Uh, be strategic in your job search. Um, celebrate small wins. Uh, control your mindset. Think positively. Yeah. Be kind to yourself. Target companies and people, not job roles. Uh, be prepared that tools and approaches that worked before in the previous environment wouldn't work. The biggest problem uh, 
people coming from overseas is that, okay, I used to be very assertive and uh, a little bit pushy because I'm a female in IT, for example, yeah? And that's how I got to the point that Australian government gave me a permanent residence visa. Yeah, why would I change my ways here? I'm gonna, like, that's what brought me to, to, to a certain, you know, point. Why would I change my ways? You need to change your ways. You need to read the room. You need to see how people are interacting. Yeah. Yeah. And tailor, you know, your ways accordingly. That's That would be my advice. Right. Okay. So um, I think that uh, these are all the pieces of suggestions. <laughs> I'm happy to share no. um, today. If you want more, uh, you know what you find me. And uh, yeah, I mean, if you have any questions, if our audience yeah. has questions, yeah, uh, I'm here to to to, to sure, answer. sure, sure. That that was fantastic. First of all, let me thank all the viewers and let me thank few people who have been commenting. Oh so God, it's one the the, awesome. yeah, Jayant mm -hmm. uh, and uh, Ishan and Aditya Tiwari. So thank you very much, guys, for your comments. And I've shared all the comments, and I'm sure Olga was reading them while she was discussing it as well. Now, one, just one more thing. Uh, Olga gave a lot of advice, right? From you know how when you enter into before even you enter into a new country, and what all needs to be done. All right. So I'm I'm just saying this again, and I'm going to mention that on the message is that do visit this video uh, because this is going to be like an end-to-end thing for someone who needs to get a grasp of you know what should be done i've also mentioned in the comments i mean in the introduction of this video in all the places that's facebook linkedin and youtube uh, olga's website and i will request olga olga if you whenever you get chance please add all the other details so that people can connect with you and you know get in touch with thank you me. if they need any assistance thank you so much thank you Amit. great excellent ah uh one more thing that i wanted uh to add nobody is interested in job descriptions nobody is interested in job descriptions even people who are writing job descriptions are not interested in job descriptions <laughs> so uh what people are interested in is transformation you know when you go to bed and you think, oh my God, I really need to relax. What I'm going to read? Do you read instructions to your vacuum cleaner or do you read the book? Yeah. So stories is the only thing nowadays that keep managing to, to keep people attention. You know, uh, the only way is to put the person uh, like more or less still and let them focus on something is is a story, is a movie, is, you know, and all great stories are about transformation. And that's what people want to know. You know, they don't want, like, you know, if I'm a data analyst and I go on the job board and I read the job ad uh, for a data analyst, and the first thing they said, we need you to analyze data. <laughs> it's like, really? Oh, my God. And I was thinking that I would be furnishing, I don't know, like, you know, decorating Christmas trees. Of course, I'm going to be analyzing data. I'm bloody data analysts. So that's obvious. Don't write obvious things. Yeah? But you need to write how you took something in this business process or in this context or in this pro, uh, I don't know, project and you applied tools, methodologies, technologies, resources, you interacted with stakeholders, cross-functional teams, clients, peers, whoever else, uh, and 
that's what happened. You know, that was the result. Or that was the achievement. Or that was the purpose. Sometimes we don't have an achievement, but we always have a purpose. Yeah? So don't write job descriptions. Don't copy-paste job descriptions in your CVs. Write about how you impacted things and how you transform things. So that would be my final advice for today. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. That's that's absolutely right. And that's precisely the reason I have this show as well, because stories impact, period. That's the point. And, uh, and I, I've learned it very well. And uh, again, from today, I can say that stories do impact. All right. So, Olga, thank you very much for your time. And thank you for sharing, I will say, a bag of golden nuggets today, not just <laughs> one or two. It's loaded. This whole session was loaded with wisdom, knowledge, tips, and a lot of things. And uh, I'm sure people are going to love it. And uh, for all my viewers, if you need to, I'll again say this, if you need to get in touch with Olga, if you want to see one of the things like, you know, how she helps to build a LinkedIn profile and other things, you can go and visit my profile. That's as an example. Go to her website. There are a lot of other information. And, you know, ping her. Uh, that's the most important. That's what I did. At least start the conversation. And then you can see how, you know, things will move forward. Absolutely. Go ahead. Uh, I just wanted to thank you, Amit. And uh, uh, if you want to do things right, watch Amit and what Amit is doing. You know, nobody know, knew about Amit, I don't know, year and a half uh, back, year and a half in Australia. Now, Amit, the voice is a voice on Australian LinkedIn. You know, Amit gets lots of engagement. He is known for something, you know, and that's. That's important. So uh, I'm sure when Amit comes uh, to Australia, well, hopefully it will be, a, you know, the job search, the career transformation will happen really fast. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much, everyone. And, mm -hmm. Yeah. Sorry. Just the last thing. And if you want to share your story uh, and create impact to the world, just ping me. I have my connection there mentioned as well. And Olga's website is there. She will put all the comments soon after this meeting. Excellent. All right. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you, everyone. And Olga, thanks once again. Thank you, Amit. Thank you for having me. And uh, thank you, everyone, for your comments. And uh, happy to talk to you offline or online, uh, wherever you want. <laughs> okay, sure. have a good one and uh, bye, Susan. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye, guys. Thank you.